Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charma Amber. Thank you very much for being with us. If you'd like to call in for a reading, give us a call, 1-800-336-2225. You know, this is a great time of year to ask that question. You know, what in particular do I need to work on this year? And, you know, it's so true. We always really know, but it's always good to get that little nudge that's, that confirms it. You know, it's, it's funny how often Keith doing healings, people come out of the healing and go, you know, I knew it. It's just nice to get it confirmed. <laughs> it's, it's sort of, it's, it's, it's <laughs> that happens a lot. a lot. It's sort of like, well, yeah, I knew I have to do that, but I was hoping I could avoid it. You know, but it's true. You know, yep. is there a way we can slide through this, or somehow <laughs> just miraculously sort of lines up, and I don't really have to do much about it? No. You know, it's interesting. Once you do this process that we described before this break, where you well up and focus and start changing a part, you literally develop the muscle that's called your spiritual muscle, and it literally starts being easier to do this. After a while, you can take on two or three or four at a time and manage them without a problem. So, you know, take on one unless you're, you know, really in there getting a lot of uh, flow on this thing. So we're talking about having one of the main priorities of your life. This, you will not get through these things very well or very fast if it's not a high priority and a solid decision intent that you are clear about every day. If you're sloppy, it isn't going to work. Now, when you begin to really live your life and climb up your spiritual ladder into higher realms of behavior and consciousness and appreciation and satisfaction with life, you know, to do that, you need an anchor point or two each day, and I recommend at least morning to get your bearings on what you're doing with your life. Because if you don't have a strong anchor point, a strong prayer, a strong decision of I'm tackling this this thing, I'm, I'm lousy for doing it, I need to get it taken care of. If you don't have a strong daily habitual anchor point, it'll usually sort of after a day or two or a week or two or a month or two just sort of slop into, you know, the nebulous of stress and strain tugging you every which way and you've lost your prime on it and then you're still lost in the problem. So we want to anchor down. Charmaine and I try to get like two times a day where we anchor in. Uh, one or two, you know, one is way better than none. Where you have your prayer time, you have your dedication time, you, you have your quiet time, your meditation time, you sit and get your bearings straight, make your decisions and commitments and get your life going where you know why you're living today. You know one of your top priorities is an inner development that needs to happen and you're the man or woman to stand up to the nonsense inside of you and make it change. We have a, you know, let's do our lying thing. Perfect. Let's say you're a chronic liar. Oh, let's do this first, and then we won't interrupt you. Uh, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you want to call in for a reading, give us a call, 1-800-336-2225. And don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. And a reminder that on our website, MasteringOurselves.com, we have a self-assessment spiritual quiz. 
that's free of charge. It, you can take it at leisure, do parts of it if you want, but it helps you to zero in and see the areas in your life that you need to work on and areas that you've really done well in uh, changing. So we're going to do this online, but let's say you have a bitch that comes out or a tyrant, just a nasty tyrant. People just, you know, flee your presence or a whiner. Me, me, poor me and this and oh, too bad this happened. It always happens to me. Or a compulsive, nasty gossiper. That could be just very vicious. But if you're a gossiper, if you notice your mouth's just a blabbing and you have an addiction, you, the neighbor over the back of the fence or somebody gotta, you know, wear their ear out on all the stuff you want to tell them, maybe you got a problem. Maybe you got a thing that's not very productive with your time. Or let's say you always are in a victim mode, feel sorry for yourself, and you're trying to get others to feel sorry for you, and that's what you live for is little strokes of feeling sorry. You know, it's not the way, it's not the way to go. It's not the way to be full and fulfilled. There's, you gotta correct these things. So let's start with lying here. And you can put whichever one of these or other ones that are your problem, put them in the slot here for lying. Lying can distance you from yourself. The more you lie, the more distance you are from yourself. That's dangerous. Some people uh, do lying so much that they're actually unrecognizable. You can't really tell who the soul really is by their outward actions and appearances. They're that far away from themselves. They're that far off track. That is... You want, you want to talk about a blasphemy to God and, and a uh, destruction to life? It, just that one simple thing. People who are lying to others lie to themselves because the lying washes into all areas of life. Sometimes they think they're so clever that they lie and nobody else knows that they're lying. We know some, we know some folks like that. And although I don't point out the lies, I certainly don't miss them, but you know, there's not a big value in making a deal about them. Not usually. But you also are always on alert that much of what comes out of that particular mouth is lying and so you have to discern what's true or not. Right. So actually, the people that are lying and thinking they're get, getting away with, you're maybe not as clever as you think you are. You know, I had a, um, a, a boss on the railroad. I worked on the railroad, and he was a like a roadmaster, and we were around each other a bit. And he, would just, he was an Irish guy. He just liked to really get going in gossip. And he just fed off of it, and so he would embellish the story. Right, of course. So, you know, the truth of the story was this road going down the path here, and he would have this road going all over the place so that you would go, wow, and you want to hear more of him, and he would sort of have a tractor beam on your energy of listening to the fantastic stories he was telling you that he was saying was true, and, you know, he was maybe one-third on. So he really ate off of that, and, you know, it, it was just a really off-balance thing. And, of course, when need be, he would be very abusive and very dishonest with his words. It was pretty disgusting. So when you're lying or one of these other traits, you're distancing yourself from, your, from you from yourself. What else are you doing? You're distancing yourself from God and from everyone else. So, you know, you don't find home that way, and there's no peace there's no place like home. There's no peace until you find home. 
So many don't even realize that they are lying anymore because the habit's so strong. They squeeze it in this way or that way. It's a lifestyle. And a lot of people lie to look good. They undermine truth or they undermine others to get ahead or to stay in denial. So when you cheat integrity, um, actually you can't, you know, because if you try to cheat integrity, um, you start losing out on trust and truth. There's less and less truth, less and less trust because you're cheating integrity. You know, um, let's see, truth, truth stands up for eternity. Truth is truth. So if you try to undermine it, you get left out. So where you reside is a spookier, darker, more fearful place. You know those people who are afraid to die? They have some of these things where they aren't quite square with life someplace. And one of the additions to that could be one of these traits, bitching, tyrant, whiner, uh, compulsive, nasty gossiper, victim, or whatever. You know, I've often thought that people that are really afraid of death really realize on some level that they haven't done the lessons they've come to do. And so they don't want to meet their maker and they don't want their life review when they die because they're going to realize, yep, I, yep. They, they fear it. Some part of them yep, knows it. Some part of them knows it. I've often, I've thought that for a number of years. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you'd like to call in for a reading, give us a call, 1-800-336-2225, one 336 2225 And don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. So with liars or people whose bitchy side gets going or the tyrant people or the whiner people or the gossip people or the victim people or thieves, any one of these, with liars, everyone has got to watch their backs. You start living in a gross world because as you uh, are not honorable and integrous to truth and right action, then the world around you begins to be unhonorable and untruthful and untegrous to truth and right action. And so you create your own hell and your own zoo that you get to run loose in, and you got to watch your back. That's a hell of a way to live. But with honesty, there's way less stress. There's less fear. There's less red tape. You know, why do you need red tape if everyone's honest? There's more belief in the goodness of your fellow man. Uh, everyone can get closer to one another uh, and hearts are more open. There's a greater chance of intimacy and we're not so porn teased. Greater chance of intimacy because we can trust our hearts can open. We don't have to keep watching our backs. Truth is an aspect of God's character. The more you lie... And the more undermining and or malicious your lies are, the more you distance yourself from God and the divine within yourself. Further from divine sanity, prospects of heaven, am I going to get there or not? Further from clean, clear knowing, further from truth and good karma, is it really worth it? 
So we try to tell the truth as often as is appropriate, but we always speak beneficially as much as we are wise to do so. That's what we do in our home. We try to speak the truth as often as is appropriate. Sometimes the truth is really too cruel to speak you know, on those few times. But generally, we try to always speak beneficially what will make the best results make the best results happen. What can I say? What two bits of words can I put in here to make this thing happen the best? You know, I think there's another reason also why people lie. I think people are lying because they want to manipulate those around them to get what they want. I think people also lie because they don't trust God to take care of them. They think that they have to lie to get their way because they think that if they don't lie, they won't get what they want. You know, there's a big deal without trusting God. When people don't trust God, and we're not talking codependent, a sick thing, or a Savior's going to take care of you, or you just keep showing up at the mosque or church or whatever, and, you know, you're in the fold and it's good. We're not talking that. So anyway, if you're a person that lies or any of those other behaviors, start gearing yourself towards noticing how often that you're doing it and then start gearing yourself towards that you're not going to allow yourself to do it anymore. One of the key clinches on this thing is we got to get past justifying it. Because, you know, for me, the problems I had, they were justified. And, you know, my ego justified them. And I had to finally get sick and tired of that muck that I was comfortable in and go, you know, this isn't right. And get sick and tired of it and overthrow it. So that I'm in control, my good, wholesome, divine self is in control and not my ego of my behavior and my motives and my attitudes. You know, it's amazing. You know, we see people say the statement, and you've all heard this before. Well, of course, you know, you have all the answers inside you that you need. And I'm always, I always cringe when I hear that. You know, on one hand, there's some truth to it, but the problem is, is we're blinded by our own stuff. You know, I used to think I didn't need help. I was just, you know, as sincere as I was, I would get it right. But by golly, my ego's a tricky, strong son of a gun, and, and so it, is, it had me completely fooled. And so is everybody. Numerous areas. And that's the problem. Yeah. You know, our egos just go, it's your ego's survival to not get these things. Right. It's a... Uh, what do you call it, attached to it? You know, so when you have somebody saying, you know, you're always such a whatever, and this part of you go, oh, well, they've got the problem, it's not me, you might want to sit down and think about what they've said to you. Maybe they have a point. And you want to not just think that you have all the answers. You know, usually dedicated spiritual students have somebody outside themselves that they trust a spouse, a friend, somebody who's willing to say the truth kindly. Poke them a little bit. Kindly, but definitely poke. Yeah. You know, we've talked before about a spiritual marriage and how you say no sacred cows. You can say mm-hmm. anything you want. Please do it kindly and lovingly, and and we will we will be each other's best team player on laying out what it is we need to work on and then helping each other to do that. So, frankly... We all need parents, 
You know, people who will be parents for us, and we need this most when we're kids because that's our most formative years where we're formed the most, where we're the most pliable. But we need parents or friends that will say, you know, don't give me that BS. I know you're, you know, I know you're off here. I know what you're doing. We need that. You know, and a lot of us are really sick unless we have somebody calling us on things. It's very, true. very valuable. It's and folks, parents, your job foremost is to, you know, take care of your kids and then call them on their stuff and guide them in the right way and be examples of that. We're going to give lots more examples of different parts of ourselves that we might want to work on next hour as we continue on New Year's resolutions and how to truly embrace a spiritual lifestyle. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, offering a place offering fine... Listen, we'll be right back. We'll finish it when we come back. Stay with us. <laughs> 